everyone. I hope you're enjoying your jog or your coffee or your drive into the office or whatever you do when you're listening to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. I really appreciate you listening. I'm your host, Tim Hunzi, And on today's episode, we sit with Smack's very own Marissa Turk of Smack Talk, and we demystify the world of digital marketing. So my first question is, what do you do? I just need to know, what what do you do? Because I, I, I think I mentioned this off mic, but... I'm in the music business. I've done this a long time, but your world still, I, I feel like an amateur and I am getting older. I hate to throw myself in that category, but I can't keep up pace anymore. So <laughs> on a short version to kind of give a little background on yourself, what is it you, you do day to day? Yeah, totally. So I, under the smack umbrella, I do management. Um, so I do day-to-day management for Walker Hayes and Kylie Morgan and actually newly signed a real housewife of Orange County management. Um, so that's kind of one silo. Now, something that I've more recently, um, developed under the snack, um, footprint is, is snack talk, which is influencer marketing by way of TikTok. Now I'm actually thinking we might need to change the name of snack talk, even though it's, I mean, I love the name, but there's things popping up, you know, like YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and things like that. Um, this is really just, this service is any way that we can infuse creators and influencers into the music industry um, for marketing purposes. So that's it in a nutshell. How do you start the process with a young artist or new artist? Totally. And I'll, I'll answer that question, but I'll also speak a little from experience um, using Walker as an example. Um, when I initially started working with Walker, I ran his socials. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and he just didn't want any part of that. He's like, I like to be in the moment. I don't like to take out my phone. You know, I want to just experience the moment. I don't want to have to remember to take out my phone. Um, and we had endless conversations about this. I was like, when you do on the off chance, once in a blue moon post, that's the post that does better. And the numbers aren't even close. Um, so we had conversations about that, but it really came to um, a head over COVID when I'm like, I'm physically not with you. I cannot be getting content. Like you have to keep your socials active somehow. Like you can't just go dark. Um, and so through a lot of trial and error, we found his lane. And I think to, to go back to your initial question with a, with a young artist trying to find what to do on social media, I think it's finding something that is uniquely them because then it's not work for them to have to create content, right? It's just, it's them living and, and capturing things that they're already doing. Um, so Walker dancing with his daughter wasn't a new thing, but videoing it was, you know, or hanging out with the fam and, you know, writing on the walls or whatever it is. Like, those are all things that happen anyways. Um, but it's finding those things that are organic to you. And that's easy. That's easy to say, and you'll hear that a lot, you know, like, just be organic or authentic. Um, but some people don't want to get that vulnerable or or open themselves up like that. But in my experience, that's what translates. I've always felt like, I think all labels have, you know, digital marketing teams, people like yourself. Uh, you're a little more uniquely positioned with a little more one-on-one and probably are doing what I'm saying. And from, from what I'm understanding of your titles, I'm like... 
we all brand book our artists. For those that don't know what that is, uh, any artist that's signed to a new agent, label, they go through, talk about literally what they eat, what they wear, what they like to do. So you can kind of incorporate who that person is. And I think with the social influence side or the social and digital marketing side, it almost takes somebody like you to sit with them and, and it almost comes accidentally when that moment happens where they go, oh, oh, that worked. That's what they want to see, right? But how do you help them engage into that? Because I'll be honest, most of the ones I talk to are just frozen. They don't know and they try things and they feel stupid and they don't know really how to find their land. Have you found any I don't know, secrets to helping them really find that authenticity that connects. I wish there was a secret. I wish there was something that I could bestow upon you and the listeners that would make this easier. But with both of my artists and and I will say with, with Gina Kirschenheider, who's my housewife, I haven't cracked it with her yet. So with Walker and Kylie, I do think that we've gotten to a place, but it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. Let me tell you. And Walker will say the same thing. We went, head to head, toe to toe a lot over quarantine when we were having these conversations and in trying to get things. And it's my audience just isn't there. And, you know, my biggest following is Instagram. Let's just do that. Like this is a fad. This will go away just like XYZ other app. And same thing with Kylie. Like we went in circles and she's like, this is getting 500 views, 700 views. And I'm like, consistency, this worked one time. Let's try that again. Or, and it, guess what? That didn't work again. Here, try this. This is trending. Let's just trial and error this trial and error. And eventually when she was, you know, I don't want to say forced to do it all the time, but I was very much encouraging her to keep up the consistency. She found things that she wanted to be doing. If she's going to have to do it a lot, you know, at least do something that is already happening anyways, or that is um, unique to you or easy for you to do. Um, and then get, she's having fun with it. And then that's translating over. And I will say if, if I could give, that's not super helpful as like a takeaway, um, or like an action item to take away. But I would say one thing that I've noticed and no one knows the the TikTok algorithm. So like if someone says they know for a fact that this over this, they don't have anything to back that up, but like non-produced content does better on the platform. So the more authentic, the better off the cuff. So right now, as, as we mentioned at the beginning, there there's multiple platforms, but TikTok still is, is, would you say, is that the leading platform or maybe the better question to pose is, and it could be individual per artist, is there a platform you, you think is preferred? And, and do you work with the one that seems to be engaging and drive them to another that's kind of a two-parter, but what, what would you uh, say to that? I think that it's important for artists at this day and age to have a social media presence on all of the platforms and also have content that is specific to that platform. You know, sometimes you can repurpose their whatever TikTok on Reels that is transferable. You know, tweets aren't really transferable to those kinds of things. It's a, it's a different platform. Um, but I think that it's important to have a presence on all of them. I think right now TikTok's the leader in, I mean, sorry if other people are listening that are from the different <laughs> platforms, um, but TikTok is the leader in short form content in this moment. Reels is doing a great job. YouTube shorts, I know they're putting a lot into that as well. Um, so I don't know if it'll always be that kind of market share on on TikTok, but right now, yeah, they are in in a lot of 
platforms are going to be moving this way, including Facebook, where it's more algorithmic based rather than who you follow, which should be good news for um, up and coming artists because your chance to get discovered or have build a following is just as good as anybody else's um, is. And I, I think that TikTok, whatever that secret sauce in the algorithm is, does a great job at cutting through. And if a video is incredible, and I'm not talking just music wise, like I'm talking if there's something crazy, like for instance, there was a video to fancy, like this woman was like doing the dance in front of an Applebee's and Shaquille O'Neal walked out. You could have put any freaking sound behind that. And that video still would have done well, just because that is a good ass piece of content. Pardon my French. <laughs> um, so for whatever reason, and I don't know how they, they don't miss on that. Um, TikTok doesn't like, if it's a good piece of content, it does well. Given the multiple platforms, say you've already been pretty um, specific and you've built up quite an audience on Instagram, but you know you need to, to be on TikTok. Do you, do you have any suggestions on how to, to cross-platform yourself or help have those followers follow over? Or do you just almost have to start from scratch? I don't think you have to start from scratch. There's some like tactical things you could do, such as you know sharing a TikTok to your Instagram story that also has the click button so it's it's easy. You're taking people over there real easy. Something that just came in my mind, but I know if I told this to Walker, he'd be like, nah, that's too advertisey would be, you know, like you put something on your story and you're like, just, you know, like you detail whatever the video is and you say, just posted it on my TikTok and like link it out there. You yeah. send people there if they want to see it that bad, or you could do it around an announce like a, you know, you're announcing a new single or a tour or whatever. And you say, dropping it exclusively here for like on my TikTok first, you're going to want to be there or whatever. Um, so I think there are tactical ways to do it or just over time, making sure you're sharing things from your TikTok over there or just getting in that world. Once you're in that world, once you're using that platform, your brain just starts thinking like that in those opportunities. And it's, it's hard not to have some crossover that organically happens. And also I will say, I, I think I misspoke a little. I think everyone needs, every artist needs a presence on all social platforms, but you can be most active or more active on one than the other. We still run Walker's Twitter. Sometimes he'll get on there and like stuff or reply to stuff, but it's, it's not necessary. That's more like um, text-based mm -hmm. and that's not, something he like connects with or that people connect with him necessarily through. They like seeing him, they like seeing his family, they like seeing them interact, they like hearing him. So that's like not one that we put emphasis on that he has to do. Is there such thing as too much content? Is there a magic number for that quantity that you need to get out there? I wish there was a magic number. Um, and I will say this too, like I kept a detailed spreadsheet. So I myself was on TikTok because at the beginning of quarantine, when I was urging um, our artists to get on there, because I'm like, if I need to teach them how, I need to know how. And so I just got super into it and I was like, oh, I want to crack this thing. And so I would, I had the spreadsheet that had dates and times that I post. How many times did I, put, like when was the last post? Did I put text in the video? Did I not? Did I use a trending sound? Did I not? Was it over 15 seconds? You know, like, all of these variables trying to figure out what any magic 
number or thing was, and there wasn't a correlation. So, and people will have different opinions and will speak with authority and being like, you should do three TikToks a week or whatever. But like, there's some people that don't, that post every other week or even more time in between that and are still getting consistently, um, are having consistent engagement that's very high and views and comments and all that, all the good things. So I would say, yes, there is a thing as too much content. And that's when the content starts lacking because you're having to produce so much of it. And I don't mean that. in like, it looks bad. I mean that in like, whatever it is that your lane is, that your niche is, that your thing is when you have to start contriving it, like that might be a sign you can feel it when it's forced, you know? Yeah. You know, we keep going with authenticity is, is kind of the key where it feels natural and, and, and what it should be. And with all the extra ones coming out, how do you, how do you work with your artists to also like pace themselves with this? So I know I did, we just talked about quantity, but like they've got to find a rhythm to it and um, you don't want them to burn out. That's a caution too, where they don't, you know, uh, have a resentment to doing it, but have you found a way to kind of get them to, to pace themselves in doing it? Or is it just kind of a, a process for them? It's interesting for each of them. It's, there's no one size fits all with Walker. His, his lane is easier because now that the family's touring with him and that's what he makes content with them. And it's not like he's, he's like, Hey, it's one o'clock. We got to make content. Like Mm -hmm. it's just when they're doing stuff and he's like, Oh, this would be cool. And I will also say this. Here's a a tip for anyone that's wanting to, you know, grow their TikTok following. Spend time on the app yourself as a viewer, because just being in that world and being familiar with and just getting ideas. And this is funny. This is not. This is so dumb. Let me scroll past this. Like, you'll just start to think in that way. And that's kind of what Walker has has done. He's like, oh, this would pop on TikTok right now. Like, you know let me do a flip on the wakeboard and you know, then they pan over and no one told Lainey to pan over when she's filming, but then it's all the kids going crazy and it <laughs> does well. Um, and then with Kylie, it's, it's much different with her managing her in the truest sense of like, like inspiring her to use the platform and why we empowered her to do this on her own. So now we're so hands-off as management, hands-off with everything that she's doing on that platform. She really has owned that and we don't have a hand in making her content. But we've done all the types of like clinics and this is how you should, best practices for this. And truth is, the less polished, the better. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be polished. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunting, executive producer, Travis Myatt, producer, Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production.